0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Clubhouse, an NKA podcast, uh, hosted by myself, Christian Marsh. Uh, and today we have Tony Goddard from Lafayette Motorsports Park here with us. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing great,
1: Christian. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to have us on and talk a little bit about the exciting stuff we got going on at uh, LMP.
0: So... Uh, let's get started with your background in the sport. How'd you get involved? Um, you know, I know most uh, most people involved in in running a track are obviously racers themselves, which I think is a beautiful thing. Uh, so talk me through a little bit about your history in the sport okay sure well with this
1: um, broad southern accent you can gather I'm, from, I'm originally from England so I uh, I actually moved from the UK over to the US back in 1987 but back in the mid 80s I actually ran a, um, a car back in the UK it was a uh, 125 p piston and reed class shifter. Uh, back in those days, you still had a clutch down on the floor as well. So it was kind of interesting back in those days. But um, I've always been a big motor racing fan, as a lot of us are over in Europe and the UK in particular. I mean, the area I grew up in, you know, we had Silverstone, Donington Park, you know, Snetterton, a lot of the old English tracks, you know, Brands all real close to us. They're all there in the Midlands, as are a lot of the the F1 team. So I've always had a passion for racing. And and I don't think there's any better form and raw form of racing than uh, than in karting. So, um, you know, I came over to the US, uh, bounced around a few different states. And back in the mid 90s, I actually lived down in Atlanta and got back into karting then. And it was kind of a neat class, actually, it was one of the bigger classes that was running, which at the time was was a Briggs class, but it was a claimer Class, so it was a lot like the Ignite class that they're having going now, which I think is real exciting. The industry, but it was, um, you know, everyone ran the same motor, you couldn't make any modifications. And if you were blowing by me in a race at the end of it, I could say, Hey, here's my 50 bucks, I want his motor. And so, there was no incentive to do anything to the motor, so it kept it real pure, and it was really about your ability more than how much you could afford to put into the into the package. So that was sort of how I um you know got back into carding and kind of took a break uh, away from it after I moved away from Atlanta. But um, I I was pretty fortunate I, I did a management buyout of a business in Buffalo with my partner back in two thousand and four and and we sold that about four years ago and I had to stay on for four years as part of the um, the transition. So I was looking at retiring. I'm now 55. I'm going to be retiring just in a couple of days' time, actually, at the end of the month. So I'm really excited! Oh, good for about you! That. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thank you. But you know, being 55, i was still kind of young, so I knew this was coming up, and I wanted something that was going to keep me uh, occupied and something that I had a passion for and that was fun. So the well, but at the time, the Cherry Valley Motorsports Park um, came up for sale, and it's about ten minutes away from my house, so I'm real fortunate that there was an existing track and so close to where I live. So, we, um, you know, we worked a deal on acquiring um, Cherry Valley Motorsports Park in Lafayette, and it was in need of a lot of work. You know, it was the track was in pretty bad shape; uh, it hadn't been resurfaced in many, many years, but it had a good you know fundamental backbone a lot like the business side in buffalo it was a good business it just needed some fresh ideas and some infusion of cash and some new ideas to take it to uh, to bigger and better places and and that's what i think we've done with with uh, well now we renamed it lafayette motorsports park and it's um it's been a real exciting journey you know over the last couple of years
0: So talk to me a little bit about the program you guys have at Lafayette. Do you guys have a club series? Uh, You guys open daily for practice? What types of classes you run? Things like that. Right. So when
1: when I took over the track, we bought it in April of 2017. So our our first schedule sort of started in May of that year. We inherited the schedule, which was almost weekly, which frankly was too much, uh, you know, to try and get club level guys out every single week, much as we love the sport, you know, a lot of us have got family commitments and other things going on. So we we took over that schedule, and we lived with it for the year, but um, the next year in in 2018, we set up a new 11 race, Lafayette Motorsports Park or LMP Championship Series. And we're primarily a two cycle track. So we, we go all the way from kid cars, you know, cadets, Uh, We have a huge Yamaha KT-100 class still, both in junior and senior cannon pipe, probably one of the biggest in the area. um, It it, it astonishes me just how many KTs we have run. Uh, We also have a large tag class. but we do a mixed engine class, both for junior uh, and senior classes, and the um, the tech classes have been actually growing considerably as of all of our classes over the last couple of years. So, so we started our championship series, um, and you know the first year was a little haphazard when we got it because we, like I say, inherited the schedule. Uh, things weren't run real tightly, and we were doing scoring manually. So in 2018, we put in a brand new MyLapse, uh scoring system, which well, which was like night and day, just made things so much easier. You know, you could really run it with one person in race control. And, you know, I run the track primarily with my wife, Tina, and Matthew, our youngest son, who races. Um, and, and I said to them, and, and, you know, we've also got Stan. Stan's a guy that helps us down on the track. I think Stan was probably put the first... Shoveling the ground when the track was built back in the 1960s, but he's been around forever. But I, I said to those guys, look, we're going to run this as if we have 100 carts here every weekend. We got to start out, you know, in this new 2018 fresh season. Organize, you know, we're going to have a good schedule. We're going to stick to the schedule, uh, you know, and because you know, we're getting people driving in from Rochester, Buffalo, downstate. You know, some of these guys have got two, three hours drive at the end of the race day so we we really started getting a, a a good schedule to go in together you could start we started qualifying at noon every sunday and you could set your watch by that we would have a driver's meeting eleven forty five, get right into the qualifying so we really bought some structure around this you know our championship
0: now, you guys have some other projects you're working on this year. I know uh, myself and some other people have seen the ads for, I believe it's the Spartan Challenge, correct?
1: It, yeah, it's actually the um, yeah, it's the Spartan Series. It's Spartan Mid-Atlantic Kart Championship uh, is the, the name of the series. <laughs> so this is a series that um, we're trying to, set up together with new partnerships uh, you know one of the big things i was into right since i bought the track was to try and grow the sport and you can do that by working with other tracks and trying to develop the whole industry for all of our better good you know it's no good one track just trying to hog all the business you know we have all as an industry got to try and grow this sport and get it bigger for for the masses so the new uh, series we're really excited about this and, and i guess the nice thing with this year is it's a bit later in the in the years, so hopefully all we'll, you know, the current uh, issues are gonna be well behind us by then. But it's a it's a four race series, um, open engine class, um that'll be starting out with Lafayette in August, August 1st and 2nd. The second race is at United Carton down in uh, Hanover, Maryland. That's August 28th and 29th. Then we move up on October 10th and 11th to OVRP in Cuddybackville, New York. And then a final race that we're really excited about is um, December 12th and 13th down at GoPro Motorplex. Um, so oh, it's going to wow. be a, a four race series that um, you know we're excited about. Um, you know, we've all got the right um, the right idea to try and do this as a as a partnership. We're going to have common race director and common rules, uh, common tires. So we're we're going to try and have some good structure around it. So when people go from track to track, they're going to get the same feel, you know. And it should be exciting for everyone, you know. We're trying to take it back to the raw racing, and um, you know, let's just uh, you know focus on you know the experience of racing and on some of the politics that surrounds you know some races these days.
0: Well, and I, I think you're 100% right, and I think that the sport is kind of gravitating towards programs like this, it seems. Uh, I know we've seen the success of programs like the Buckeye Karting Challenge in Ohio, um, the, the Sunshine Championship, uh, which is one of Eric Jones's programs down in Florida. Um, And it seems like everyone I've talked to that's putting together a program like this kind of has the same idea. It's the, you know, let's take care of the racers, give them really good racing without all the politics and other BS that nobody wants to deal with anyways. Um, What – what things do you think? I mean, obviously, you guys run the, the open engine platform where you allow multiple manufacturers to compete in one category, um, which is something that there's a lot of room for discussion in uh, positives and negatives to everything in the sport. Obviously, what are some of the values that you guys have seen being able to implement that open engine platform?
1: Well, I think it makes it, um, it, you know, a lot more cost sensitive for people to get into the sport. Uh, it, you know, I've always said that as a local track, we're the ones. Our job is not only to provide local racing to people getting into the sport, but to act as a feeder into regional and then eventually national races. I and mean, everybody has to start somewhere, and I think having a multi-engine platform allows people to get in with a used setup and you know may not always be ideal right off the get-go but you know you can be competitive and you haven't got to go out there and be buying the latest and greatest engine or you've got to have a, a single platform where there's you know you got guys that have got six engines sitting in the trailers you know the practice engine and you know it's got to be affordable and i think the multi- Engine platform allows you to do that, you know, very, very well. Uh, you know, we, we're saying that one thing you mentioned, Eric Jones, he's been extremely supportive of, um, you know, of ourselves, United Car and OVRP, particularly going into this Spartan series, and we're we're really pushing the KA uh, 100 motors as well, you know, IAMI, I because I see that as being a, a really good engine. That you can get in at a good price but you can take it both from a club level to a regional and then eventually up to a national level you know with a a single engine not to say that you know this is a a single engine race because obviously it's not but um you know those are some of the things we're trying to do to try and help not only get people into the sport but make it affordable for them to try different tracks get into regional racing and, and not feel like they're a you know a small fish in a big pond
0: well, in the case, uh, I mean, all the 100 cc air-cooled engines, whether it's the KA or the, the Vortex VLR, um, I think ITAL Motors has a version of it, too. It seems like I think a big takeaway from those and a positivity is how user-friendly they are. Because that's the appeal for new people in the sport to go towards like an LO-206 is the maintenance is, you know, maintenance and understanding is very minimal. It's changed some oil. Um, you know, there's not much tuning. I know the experience I've had with the IAMI uh, 100cc Reed motors, there's very little that they need to maintain um, their longevity as well as to tune. Um, I know the first one, excuse me, the first one that I, I got a hold of here in the States um I, I called a buddy of mine who had been working on them in Australia and I was like, Hey, what, uh, you know, what pop off should I set the carburetor at? Um, you know, where should I kind of be running this stuff? And, uh, and he was like, Oh, you know, Falker height a little bit above flush. And then the pop off he gave me and, and we took it to the track and it kind of ran like, and, uh, we asked, uh, Eric Jones and his team at IAMI and they were like, just put it back to factory. It works. And I put the factory spring back in it and, you know, recheck the pop off and everything. And I don't think the the customers touched the engine since I think they just drive it. Right. And, and, you know, particularly at a club level, this is all about learning and learning what
1: you're doing and, you know, learning from other people at the track. So I, I think the easier you can keep that engine package going in, you know, the better um you know we've had a lot of people at the track that um you know people come down they they watch they um you know we might put them out in a cart and they get talking to other people in the pits and you know somebody's saying oh i'm thinking about selling this car." and and you know so having people on site that know the engine packages there and it just you know just helps propagate the whole thing and you know, move the move the sport forward. We um, at the track we actually uh, got a line with J3 Competition um, just over a year ago with the Concarts and also with the Rotax engines, and we've seen a lot of that great success with the Rotax engines. I mean, I, I gotta be honest, I'm a huge fan of the Rotax package. Um, you know, you talk about just turning up and you know hitting the button and getting out on the track. Uh, I mean, we've we've sold a tremendous amount of those packages over the last year and they that you know they make it easy for people getting into the sport you know there's not a lot of guessing and, and and that's what it's all about you know people want to race they don't want to be sitting there you know tinkering around between every single heat trying to figure out how to how to get the package to stay reliable
0: yeah absolutely i think that's something that uh the sport's definitely headed in the right direction over the last couple of years on that front um, now, I think one thing people would be interested to hear about is what your guys' tire situation is. I know there's there's some programs that run a spec tire. Uh, there's some programs that run an open tire. I think just to get the people uh, the information on that, what do you guys do for your tire program?
1: Well, this year we're pretty excited about moving to uh, MG Tires, um, You know, partly because it was being asked for by by our local races, you know, ran MGs in the past, but also with the tie-up for the Spartan Series, uh, you know, United Karting is going to be running MGs this year, OVRP are an MG place, and obviously GoPro is as well. Uh, but again, I think from a cost perspective, again, and, and I keep driving back to cost because we are club level you know you got to make it affordable for people so this year we're going to be running mg as a spec track tire um, but we're going to be running basically reds on every class apart from the tag classes well the tag senior classes so um, whether you're running you know kid kart, cadets um, you know any of the junior classes the k100s the kt100s uh, they're all going to be you know, NG red. So, you know, people get longevity out of those and, and you know, we're trying to make it where people can get a couple of race weekends out of the tyres and and not feel like they've been at a disadvantage. You know, with our with our tag senior classes they're all gonna be running yellows, you know, and obviously we got higher horsepower and, you know, closer competition, although our, our competition last year was very, very tight in our hundred CC air cool class. But um you know just just um trying to make it affordable and and a good consistent tire plus people don't want to be running off to different tracks you know this way they can go out to um go down to OVRP or Genesee Valley out in uh, Rochester and still better run the same tires you know it's um all right if you're going to go to a you know a big regional event or national event you know that part of the course of going to those is you're going to have to get the tires are running that weekend but for general week in week out racing we want to make it uh, where people haven't got to have um you know three different manufacturers of tires and be getting used to different setups on their cars on different tires
0: well and i think too uh personally as a driver um I think hard tire racing is more enjoyable than soft tire racing that opening couple laps. There's really, uh, there's a skill to being able to put together a good one or two opening laps on a harder compound tire that I think, uh, it keeps the packs tighter and and makes the racing really exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that. So as soon as we um we start getting out on the track, we've got the tyres in stock now and the snow's clearing. Natural fact, my son got out on the track the other weekend just for a, a few laps. So I know a lot of guys itching to, um, and gals itching to get down on the track and get out there and blow the cobwebs out and, and try out some of the MG tyres. I think it's going to be a, a good season for us.
0: Well, uh, Tony, I'd I'd love to uh, keep going. I've got another podcast scheduled here shortly. Uh, thanks for coming on to uh, to tell us about the program, and we're we're really excited to to watch you guys keep growing, especially with that Spartan program. Looks really exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've we've done a lot to the track since we bought it. You know, we widened the track, we uh, totally resurfaced the track, put on new curves in, so it's really. Um, you know, it's really becoming a showpiece and uh, we're excited about it. We're expanding parking uh, for the track and as uh, so we can take on some of the bigger events. So, yeah, we're we're really excited for the future. And, you know, there's a lot of people that come down to the track, you know, to race. Off, so.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on. I, uh, I say we do it again sometime. You know,
1: it sounds good. Look forward to it.